she popped up at the General Hospital. Is it called General Hospital? It is called General Hospital. This is Generally Not at a Hospital. Um, This is the episode for Wednesday, April 29th. Um, In the running for one of my favorite episodes yet. It was very good. Um, I'm Claire. I've seen... Do you know what episode this is? Like, what we're, we're recording? This will be the 24th episode you've ever seen of okay. General Hospital. Okay, wow. I haven't checked in with the numbers in a while. It feels... That feels like a lot. Um, it's almost it, a month. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay, and who are you? And I am Julia, and I've seen many, many episodes. I have not done the exact math. I don't think that would be possible. It No, not really. It would be somewhere in the thousands. Yes. Um, okay, episode 24 for me, though. It's, I'm, I'm very, very happy right now. That was just a really fun episode. So many things pivoted and moved, and it was all the things I cared about. Um, they wrote it just for you. They did. Everything I said I wanted from like the last couple episodes like happened in this episode. Not exactly what I wanted to happen, but the storylines I wanted to see move all moved, and it was really cool. Um Okay, so let's get started. It started exactly... I was so happy. Um, it started with Finn and Chase. So Your new favorites. Not, I mean, I like Chase, but I think the reason I just am enamored with Finn all of a sudden is not even that he's, like, it's, it's that amazing. It's just night and day from who I thought this character was, yeah. like, we, like we talked about. So it's really, really fun, because so many of the all the other characters, even though I don't know all their backstory, like we talked about how I figured out, like... Seeing Michael's past really unlocked his who that character was. I just had a very set idea of Finn, which is wrong. Um, so Finn officially ships Chase and Willow, and is very very against this whole plan. I'm just so happy with Finn right now because he's saying all the things I've been saying this whole time about this plan of Chase and Sasha. He's the voice of reason. Voice of reason, and and about every detail. So. Michael's, no, I'm sorry, um, Chase is trying to, like, explain the reasoning behind this plan, and he says, um, Chase says, you know, in the eyes of family court, Nell and Michael are on almost equal footing, and Finn's just like, no, they're not. <laughs> like, <laughs> how you, could that be possible? Have you been watching this show, Chase? Like, <laughs> no. Um, not even a little bit. So, Finn is cutting through the bullshit right from get-go, this doesn't make sense. And then, and then he's the voice of reason. He's like, okay, come on. Sasha pretended to be someone's daughter. What's the big deal? There's no body count. No one's perfect. <laughs> yes, this whole time. Michael, just marry Sasha. He's spot on. Um, I just, every, every, he's, it's very validating. He's saying everything I've been thinking forever. Um, so that was fantastic. And thank you, thank you, Finn. Um, then we see Michael um, walk into Sonny and Carly's house. And I just kind of wrote, hi, Michael, because I feel like I haven't seen Michael in a while. Um, we also took a little bit of a break, so that might be it. Yeah. Um, so, and, oh. so then I realized Michael doesn't live here, and he lives at the Quartermain's house. He does. Is there, like, tension there because he doesn't live with his mom? Um, 
Well, first of all, he's a fully adult grown man, so he could be living on his own if he chose. Sure, but he's living with um, people she doesn't m- maybe like that much. Uh, it's it's complicated, but I, I think most of the tension is sort of... S- s- well... It, it's a lot better than it used to be, mm-hmm. and I say that with the caveat that Sonny only murdered AJ like a few years ago. <laughs> so it's it's, but, all, it's all blown over by now. Eh, kind of, yeah. Okay, that didn't come up in this episode. I was just curious. Um, so Michael gets a dramatic phone call from Sasha, who's standing against the most dramatic stock footage of a brick wall. It was very dramatic. It was very funny. Okay, I didn't notice this time. Not not like not like Jason against that like it shipping was, container. It was the exact same vibe. Right. It was just like yeah, I didn't notice this time. It was really funny. Um, and then he says, you know, she doesn't say much, but he's like, she's. I'm gonna pick up my stuff, and he's like, okay, goodbye. And then Carly's like, oh, that sounded like a pretty final goodbye. And I was like, no, Carly. In Port Charles, there are no final goodbyes between exes because you will continually call them for rides, bump into them on the street. Everyone is everyone's ex, so it's never final. Um, Okay, Sam and Brando's scenes... I told you, they were chem testing. They were 100% chemistry testing. That was so weird and uncomfortable. Yeah, Yeah. it was bad. Like, my first note... So we watched the whole episode. My first note from the first cold open was, does Sam really need to be this aggressive? (laughs) Which was... The through line throughout the entire scenes, all the all the scenes with them. Yeah, no, I, you know, you know what it really made me think of, um, in like acting class or like improv class, when you have, like, you know, you're given like a setting, like a mechanic's garage, and a goal, and you just have to keep using different tactics and just try to get to your goal, and like. It didn't feel like a proper scene of a scripted show. It felt like an improv exercise because yeah. it was, she was just beating a dead horse. But um, <laughs> didn't even do that on purpose. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and and Brando was coming off really reasonable and rational, but only because the writers were just only letting Sam say like the same thing over and over again for the entire scene without really processing any other. Oh information or like yeah and she was at this like like she turned it up to 11 for no reason yeah this guy didn't actually do anything wrong he's a gentle soul who (laughs) loves horses (laughs) and she's just like like I thought it was gonna get physical not in the way you're talking about I thought she was gonna start like throwing a punch or something she was so angry yeah and then like was Fully going to leave, or he was like, you should leave, I've got work to do. She was like, yep, totally, I agree. She clearly doesn't like him. And then she just stayed, and stayed, and stayed, and kept picking. It was, I mean, it was, it, yep. it was, it felt like an improv exercise. That was the dumbest Not a real scene, scene I've ever, dumbest scene I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, so then, okay, so then we move to the, my other favorite storyline. So Lulu comes to Nina's office where Valentine and Charlotte are having some dramatic conversations and Charlotte's like there's a door right there we can run away I'm like this child knows where the exits are (laughs) in every building she's very good at scheming already she snuck out of her mom's house she's like now we're gonna sneak out of the office she's she's a true Cassidyne okay so those are just the cold opens and I feel like it was already and yet she's not a Cassidyne 
Oh, because, but her, they, she has a different last name? No, no, it's, but Valentine's Helena's oh. bastard son. Okay, but it's still her last name. Yeah, yes, yes. And, like, they grew up, they're in that family, even though they're not technically. I know, I just, like, you know, digging at Valentine because he's, like, salty about it. But also, oh. I mean, Helena was certainly a master schemer, and that's Charlotte's biological grandmother through Valentine, regardless, so. Yeah, I guess Cassidy meaning I don't really know. It's it's like royalty, like oh she's on a true of royal parentage, but they're all in this scheming family, whether or not whose biological father is who. It's nature versus nurture. <laughs> okay, so okay. must be why the Davis girls turned out okay. Yes, um, so I I'm just very ex- the cold opens made me very happy because I'm like okay this episode is going to be full of things I like, and then they go even further than what was in the cold opens because the first scene is. Nell just approaching Willow at the bar, which was amazing. So Nell, you know, apologizes for saying that Wiley meant nothing to Willow. She's drawing this comparison that they're both mothers who had children cruelly taken away from them. And then she's like, and now you know that Chase manipulates and seduces vulnerable women. But that was the plan that they had in mind for Nell to, for Chase to, to get with Nell to fr- help frame her to... to what? <laughs> Stop I'm, that sentence over. Okay. I have no idea what you're saying. And then Nell is like, yeah, Chase manipulates and seduces vulnerable women. But what she's referring to there is when Chase got on her good side as part of an intentional scheme from them, from the from our the people we like, to frame Nell for... Or not frame her, I guess, but um, catch her in the act of soliciting him to murder Michael. Um, y- yes and no. So she probably maybe is alluding to that, which in case he, in which case he was manipulating her. However, she's also probably twisting history a little bit in reference to how they first met. Oh, because they knew each other before They knew each other before. I didn't, I didn't even bother to ask about that because it was, there's so much else going on. They, they, she references it a little later, I think in the episode too, but... They met because he was investigating the death of her first fiancé. They did reference that she killed her first fiancé. How has that not come up yet? Again, equal standing in family court. Naturally. What? So he was undercover investigating her. No, no, no. He was actively investigating the death of her fiancé. She, as she is so good at doing, you know, turned on the weepy, you know, charm and, you know, oh, just woe is me, my fiancé got murdered by someone who was not me, and he fell for her act. Oh, and they, like, dated? Yeah. Ew. Was this that, was before... Was that way before this all happened? Yeah, that was before either of them were on the show. Okay. Um, so this was in their, like, history, and then I think he realized she was involved or something, and, like, um, is now fully aware of her scheming ways, but that's, like, that's also why he's the only one who calls her Janelle. That's what she was going by when he met her. Oh, okay. I yeah. I kept noticing that and being slightly annoyed by it, and I guess it's it's a it's a marker that they have a shared past or something. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I was hoping for this. It didn't happen. So Michael tells Carly about Sasha and Chase cheating with each other, and Carly like gets all protective and stuff. But I had a moment where I was like. I hope Carly sees through this just like Finn. Ah. And I hope I hope everyone sees through it immediately except Michael and Willow. That would that, be funny. That would be really funny. But it seems like Carly kind of has a background with Sasha, which 
was sort of, I think I took notes on, but I wasn't super clear on that. I think it was just finding out the, the whole thing about Nina. Oh, okay. I think was what she was talking about. Like, okay, I'll give you a second chance, but don't screw it up. I think it was just in reference to yeah. the truth coming out. Because Michael stood by Sasha when all that came out. Okay. And Carly's overprotective. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so again, Sasha, like, I get that that was maybe a shady thing to do, but, like, everyone seems to be, like, demonizing her. When in the grand scheme, in, in real life, yes, fine, of course. But on this show, <laughs> compared to all the other things people have done and are doing, Sasha's, like, clean bill of health. Um, okay. So I don't even want to dwell too much on the Sam and Brando stuff because I found it deeply unsettling, but um, just some highlights of how aggressive she was. She's just like, Sam just goes, she would never sleep with someone like you. And I'm like, what the hell, Sam? Do you know about his dark past? No, he vaguely insulted Christina without any intention of doing so 10 minutes ago. What's the big deal? I told you, they were like searching for the barest possible excuse to get them in a scene together, get them yelling, see if there's any chemistry, and then figure out a plot later is honestly the vibe I got. It's manipulative and I don't like it. Of the I, writers? Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. Hate, I, I didn't like it. Um, then Val, Okay, then we cut to Valentine and Charlotte, and I I just wrote aww with like 16 W's because he's saying all these really beautiful things to her, and she's like, why won't you fight me? And I love, I love Valentine so much now. And, because, like, he's doing the right thing, and it's against his, like, apparently evil nature. I don't even know. I just, I love it. Okay, so Willow and Nell, okay, Willow and Nell again. So, um, bombshell is that Willow drops that Nell murdered her first fiancé off screen, off, before she was on the show. Correct. Bombshell for you. Yes. Bombshell for me. Um, so I'd love to hear more about that. If you know any. Is there, do we know? I think what I told you is basically all there is. There might oh, be a okay. little bit more information that I could check for you, but I, I don't really okay. know much more than that. I don't, I don't remember. In too much I can't believe that hasn't come up when everyone's been talking about how evil Nell is. Just hasn't come up. I maybe they all know it, but they yeah. di- they dissect her every motive. Yeah, they know. They they definitely know. They don't bring up the murder. Well, they're a little bit more focused on the more recent attempted murder of Michael. I think that's that's fair. And then I guess I never thought about it like this. So I really liked hearing from Willow. Um, she kind of just shut Nell down and was like, "Bye." But um, like Nell's trying to like like get on her side, and Willow's like, "No, you." used my dead child like a prop to manipulate Michael. Yeah. Which is a very... I knew that, but hearing it phrased in that way was very powerful. Um, yeah. And sort of yet a- another reason that Willow has this connection to Michael and to Wiley, because she cares about Wiley because she thought he was her son, but even apart from that, Nell used her child's death in order to manipulate Michael mm-hmm. and... and fuck with him and try to keep Wiley away from him. So Willow is, I think, d- doubly invested in keeping Wiley safe and keeping Wiley with Michael. Totally. And all this, you know, Willow's child had, Will, had already died. That's not Nell's fault. Right. But she, like, not only did she, like, deny Michael his time with his son and all these other things, but she, like, denied Willow the chance to grieve her son 
as it happened. So her actions didn't just impact Michael and Wiley. Like, it's all right. tied into Willow. And you know what kind of, like, fucks me up? But they've, I feel like, never addressed to my satisfaction is that, so, Michael buried Willow's son yeah. under the name Jonah Corinthos. Mm-hmm. And then Michael's son, raised by Brad and Lucas, they named Wiley. And when Michael got him back, he's like, well, I'm just going to keep calling him Wiley. And I'm just, I was just so weirded out by that. So I was like, so is Willow's son just going to be under the grave marker of Jonah Corinthos? Like, uh, like you know, maybe she had a name for him or she, or she wanted to, she or, or Lucas, you know, might have like other thoughts on that. And I know it's not the most important detail, yeah. but it makes me very like sad that that is like a lie and that's how he was. Buried. Well, and that baby's real name was Wiley and they can't put right. that grave marker up. It's, it's right. It's painful and there's not a good answer and no one's, there's more pressing things on the screen right now, I guess, but yeah. that's a really that's really sad. I know, and I don't know that the show is even thinking about that or if any of the characters have thought about it, but I can't stop thinking about it every time they call Wiley Wiley because Wiley, like, was... I don't know. It just, it makes... It does. It makes me very sad. Um, okay, more sad things. Or, oh. like, sweet things, I guess. So, Valentine and Charlotte are still talking and Lulu's kind of there. Um, but... It was just really sweet. So, um, he's talking about going away, and she says, but, you know, we need to be a family again. If you go away, we won't be a family anymore, something like that. And he says, you are always my family. And when we were in in Cannes, um, Mama Claudette took care of you, but I always came back when I went on these trips to presumably do evil things. Presumably. And Claudette is the birth mother? The the surrogate mother. The surrogate. Okay. Um... And then he just says, like, loving you is what keeps my heart beating. Yeah. And then he says, you know, I have I ever broken a promise to her? And she, Have I broken a promise to you? And she says, no. And he's like, take, take notes, Jax. Like, don't make promises to children if you don't keep them. Um, so he just said all these beautiful things to his daughter. And I loved it. And that's all. Um, um, okay, so... Then Lulu goes off with Charlotte, and Nina and Valentine are talking, and I can tell they have a complex history because they seem very close. I know they're they're broken up, and she's not does not want to be with him, but she's like seems very emotionally invested in him and his daughter. Sure, for sure, his daughter, but um, but it seems to me like okay. So Alexis in the last episode and now Nina both seem very disappointed and upset that he's quote unquote giving up on his daughter. Um. And we just saw that scene with Alexis, so it's it the parallel came to mind. But um, Nina goes on and on about like Valentine's like, "Hey, I'm not a good person. I need to go away." And Nina's like, "No, you just need to be a better man and be a positive influence." And it's just like, "Stop it, Nina. Stop it. Let him go through this. Let him go through this arc." And she's like, "You're capable of great love," and he's like, "No." Well, he says, I've lived my life fueled by resentments. And she's like, you're capable of great love. And he's like, sure, but look what I do with it. Referring to her. So I'm like, Nina, let him do this. She's just very like... And then he's like, yeah, you're right. I'm like, no. 
she's not right. He's like has a self-awareness moment about her, about his daughter, about all this stuff. And he's so close. And Nina's like, both Nina and Alexis I'm mad at now because yeah. they're both like, no, then she'll think you don't care about her. So I, I will say that the, in this the scene with Alexis, I was like, why is she saying this? What is this nonsense? I was totally with you. Like, Valentine should take a step back. Um, but then seeing the same scene-ish with Nina today or, or a very similar conversation, I was like, okay, so both of these women have had a child taken away from them that they were not able to raise. Mm -hmm. And so I can see, I still, I still think Valentine had the right instinct, but I can see why both Alexis and Nina were like, don't give up on your daughter, don't leave your daughter, because they both have very personal histories with not having a choice about their child being, which is not the same situation. I'm not saying that they're right, but I can see why those two characters specifically would make that argument. Yeah, and I, I you saw my face, so you knew exactly what I was going to say, but um, I, I see your point, but they're projecting their own stuff on Valentine and Charlotte. 100%. 100%, because they were not evil and gave up their children for a better life. They It was other circumstances. Absolutely correct. No, I, I'm just saying, I'm just pointing out like maybe why... Where they were coming from. I know. I'm just very invested in this right now. Um, and it was just an interesting through line with those those two characters having very similar um, approaches. Um, real quick touch to check in on Sam and Brando with the bad writing. Um, um, I don't even know how they got to this point, but... Um, Sam was like, I don't even, Sam said something, I don't know. And then Brando's like, oh wait, this is about you and Jason. And I was just like, what? And then he was like, Brando was like, yeah, Joss told me about you and Sam, you and Jason, about how you can't see him while you're on parole, which is just out of the blue. And Sam was like, that's none of your business. And Brando's like, yeah, so mind your own business and leave me alone in my garage. So that was just, like, all over the place. I, I thought that was actually really funny because it... It was very funny. Like, he made... Like, that, that one moment, I was like, okay, great. But, like, it, the whole scene was just he, too much. He, Sam was just being angry, and Brando had nothing to do. Yeah. So that was a funny moment. He yeah. could, like, kind of sling something back. But, like, he is, he's not angry at anyone. He has nope. no connections to anything. He doesn't even seem that invested in Molly. Like, no. she's like, stay away from Molly. And he's like, I haven't talked to her. Yeah. <laughs> what are you based, I'd about? say Molly who, except he knows her full name, but that's fine. <laughs> and then I just wrote, ew, did he just take off his shirt to punctuate that line? Because it was like mid-conversation, mid-sentence, he just was like, shoop, changing shirts now. And I was like, what? Okay, that was silly. Um, uh, Christina and Molly are having the same argument they had last episode. It was very repetitive. But then, um, Molly's kind of loudly is like, there's no reason to tell TJ. And then you hear just TJ's voice, tell me what? <laughs> Classic. Um, and then TJ comes in the scene, hangs out for a little bit, checks in, probably says, hi, domestic partner again or something. Does not follow up on the tell TJ what thing at all. <laughs> oh, yeah. He didn't. Nope. They somehow successfully changed the subject and he, like, didn't notice. No follow-up. 
Um, he's just an amiable young man. What, what, um, what I thought, what I thought was funny too, before TJ got there, when Christina was talking Molly through her like feelings about the one night stand, was um, she she was like, oh, were you? Did you do it to get back at TJ? And she said, no, I just he, you know, I wanted to feel something besides angry and resentful, and he made me laugh. And I was like, did he though? Okay, but, but I was in. There's no way I'm going to go back and watch that scene for the 80th time to no. check because they keep flashing back okay. to it and I'm done. I'm, I need you to look at this so you know I'm not just saying this. Brando made me laugh and then did he though? <laughs> I didn't say it because I didn't think it was that much of a joke. So I moved past it in my notes, but I 100% wrote that exact down verbatim. Amazing. It's like Great we're, minds. It's like we're related or something. Okay, so that's very funny. Um... Oh, okay, and the other thing, and in, in, I didn't take notes because it was boring, but to note about the Christina and Molly scene is that, Chris, I hope Christina gets more interesting because her rationale, this is in every movie, so anyone who cheats on anyone, there's, like, do I tell them, do I not? Do I tell them it's the right thing to do? And then usually their friend or, like, the devil on their shoulder is like, but wouldn't telling the truth hurt them more? That's exactly what she said. She was like, wouldn't that make you feel better at TJ's expense? That's in every possible cheating storyline in every form of media. Because it's it's just cliche. Yeah. And Christina, I, 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 I don't know her well enough, so she just seems very cliche right now. No, I'll withhold judgment until I know her more. But that's a dumb argument. Yeah. Um, Having never cheated on anyone or been cheated on, I guess it's easy for me to say, but, like, that's, like, like, that's, it was just a, it was just boring. Um, okay, so, um, also, at this point, like, Valentine has all the good lines in the scene, but then, um, Lulu takes Charlotte alone to talk one-on-one, and uh, Lulu kind of does the mom thing for a young child, like, that was a grown-up conversation. You didn't fully understand it. And then Charlotte, <clears throat> who I, like, go back and forth on, says some very reasonable things for a child to express. Like, she says, you never talk about Papa in front of me. Um, you don't care that I miss him. And you didn't ask me how I feel about all this. And I'm like, oh. So, like, I know Lulu feels very protective of her daughter, doesn't trust Valentine, but... Like, to not engage with her daughter's other parent, even just to talk about him. I can see Charlotte being, like, pick, picking up on that, A, and then being resentful. So, I thought they gave that little, you know, the Charlotte actress some nice, um, nice beats there. Scarlett Fernandez. Scarlett Fernandez. Um, Brando and Sam, what is this? He brings up he's covering for Dev again, who I still haven't met. He, no, you haven't. I'm trying to think. He might be one of the only living people. <laughs> I'm trying, like living in town, non-children. He is a well, child. He's a teenager. He's, a teenager. He's, not, he's not like a baby that doesn't have right. any. Right. Okay. Um, and then Brando starts reason like understandably lashing out. So Sam's just like, I'm gonna go call a car, and he just scornfully is like, You don't have your own car, and she's like, Of course I have my own car. <laughs> and I'm like, What is happening here? So she calls a car and then apparently just sits there and waits for it in the garage. They're they're just acting like robots. Um, oh, we touched on this earlier. Um, so Michael and Carly. 
um, are talking about Sasha. And we see some flashbacks with um, Sasha and Carly, where Carly's like, you're a con artist, you're taking advantage of my son. And then it's, it's I think, was the same conversation in the next flashback, because they're wearing the same clothes, which were very distinctive. It was like a bright red top and a bright blue top. I know you don't look at the clothes, but... So, first flashback, it, like, the flashback starts, you're a con artist, I hate you. Same scene, okay, I'm going to give you a second chance. So I don't know what happened in that whole scene, probably over several episodes, but, like, and that was about the Nina's daughter thing. I'm presuming. So I don't know. That wasn't, I could extrapolate probably what was happening, but it, I didn't, they didn't dive too deep into the scene. Right. It was more just setting up, like, the dramatic confrontation in this episode. Okay. Um, okay. Chase and, back to Chase and Finn. Um, I just, so Finn made all these other good points about how your plan is stupid and you're stupid and all these things for Chase. And then he made the point that, I don't know that I've said out loud, but immediately I was like, yes. He's like, no matter what is happening, you're taking away Willow's agency to make the decision for her. Like you're, you're just, you and Sasha are acting like as if you know what's in her best interest. And maybe they're right, maybe they're wrong, but no one can make that decision except Willow. So Finn is like, he keeps like dismissing emotions about love and family and stuff, but like he's very attuned to all of this. Um, and he's like, you're setting her up so her decision, her next decision is based on a lie. Finn is great. <laughs> Finn is so great. Um, Michael goes on a run. It's just weird being out, seeing them outdoors. Yeah, it's almost distracting. Yeah, it's happened a couple times. They've been in like parks and stuff, but it was distracting. Um, he immediately goes into flashbacks with Sasha. So we haven't really seen their relationship in flashbacks. So it was just like a tiny little snippet, but I liked it. So they're cuddling in bed, and Michael says, as much as I've loved this island my whole life, this is the best time of my life or something. Is Port Charles an island? <laughs> no. Um, it's a port, right? It's, it's, it's in New York. Okay. It's not an island. Okay. Although, sidebar, Windermere... Uh-huh. is on an island called Spoon Island. That's They have to take the ferry. Yes. I didn't. I thought the island was called Windermere. No, it's the house. Okay. Or, or the estate or whatever. Okay. Um, so Port Charles is not an island. So it they is were, not. Were they on vacation? Yes. Were they on Windermere? No. On, on the Spoon no, Island? No. Okay. Uh, Sunny, like, owns an island that is located, I'm not entirely sure where, and they usually go there when they need to, like, not be found by the cops or something. But I think Michael and Sasha were just on a legit, like, normal vacation. Okay. Th- that that makes sense. Oh, they did mention someone making the margaritas. Yeah. Which is like a tropical island thing. Okay. And then there's a flashback to... I remember you telling me that the last time you saw them, months ago, they were, like, friends with benefits. Yeah, it was very casual. So it looked like the scene where maybe they moved from friends with benefits to being together because... Um, Sasha's like, don't you know what this means to me? And Michael's like, I'm trying to protect you. And he does that thing that I kind of love where he's like, God damn it, Sasha, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this, pushing you away, presumably. I'm doing this because I, because I love you. Just like the scream, unintentional love declaration is, I, I like that. It was sweet. I, I think, just educated guess, because I didn't see this transpire, but I'm guessing it's when all the custody stuff with Wiley came out, or, or the the baby switch came out, and then the custody battle began, 
and I'm guessing he was giving her an out. Oh, that makes and sense. And she was like, no, I'm in, I'm in this with you. Okay, that makes sense. That, that's always what we kind of guessed was the catalyst for them. So it was, it was nice to see that moment. Okay, and then Nell kind of starts making the rounds. So she's already talked to Willow. Okay. Then she, and then, was, oh, this could have been dramatic, but like Willow left the bar and then Sasha came to the bar. Yeah. And Nell was just lying in wait. <laughs> so then Nell comes up to Sasha. Um, and Nell's like, hey, Sasha, um, you know, I really want you to be a character witness against Michael. So she's just trying to, like, sow discord everywhere she goes. Um, Sasha calls her a bitch. Um, Nell calls Sasha a slut. And that's fine. And then Carly walks in. And Nell's, like, um, kind of books it. Because Carly's, like, beeline for Sasha. Um, and then Nell, on her way, way out, just goes... Oh, hi, Carly. I heard Michael had his heart broken again. Talk soon. Bye. <laughs> Which was incredible. Um, I don't even think she has a specific goal at this point. She's like, I'm going to go antagonize everyone yeah. in whatever way I can. I love it. I would love all those four women in a room together because they're just doing little side-by-side, like, two, like conversations and like things are getting intense and they're like pivoting in actual directions and like moving and I love it um okay so then Lulu and Valentine go in the other room to have an intense conversation that we don't see ever yeah so what is that about rude frankly are they gonna flash back to it I don't they might they've, not in my vast experience They've never flashed back. Yes, 24 episodes. They've never flashed back to fill in gaps like that. They flash back to stuff from two weeks ago, from maybe two months ago that's new for me, or a long time ago, but they don't like keep us, they don't like, you know what I mean? I've never seen them fill back in. They don't do it a lot. I would be a little surprised if they did it this time. The main times they do it is if they are trying to do, like, a mystery storyline. Mm-hmm. Like, if someone gets murdered and we don't see who, like, who did it or whatever, you know, they, they might try to do something like that where they'll only show you part of it and then, like, as it's revealed, maybe we'll get a flashback with more information. That's not the vibe that I got from how they cut this scene. I would like to see that conversation, certainly, but I think we may not. <sighs> no, I want, oh, I want to see it so bad because where Valentine, like what he's been going through for like the last two episodes, where he kind of landed, then Nina was saying this, then he actually came face to face with Charlotte after making this decision. It's like he had this, this great noble impulse and then everything is dragging him back. So I want to see what that conversation was. But anyway, so Lulu and Valentine were having that conversation, and Nina's trying to, like, distract Charlotte, and then Nina's like, hey, I promise, no matter what, I will always be here for you. And I'm like, again, don't make promises to children. I don't, I don't know why that's such a, been such a refrain of mine, but I think in general, that's just a good overall soap rule. Like, don't make these promises you can't keep because... Like, marriage, it seems to be one. (laughs) Like, I think people make promises very, very cavalierly, and then in, like, three episodes, break them. Oh, yeah. So, maybe think about that. Um, And then, Valentine and Lulu just emerge, and 
they're like, everything's fine. We're going to co-parent better. Valentine's like, I'm not going away. We're going to go horseback riding. What happened in that room? What did, what did he tell Lulu to explain his mindset? Because he never spoke to Lulu directly about this. Right. It was all through Laura. What? What? I don't know. I, I, I really want to see that conversation too. I, I just don't know that we ever will. But, because I, I feel like something like Lulu gets full custody and he gets visitation would be a good medium. Because I, I don't think they're going to have him, like, leave for good the way he was talking about doing. I just don't think the show is going to do that based on today's or episode. not but, see Charlotte for a while. Yeah, but I think this episode very firmly... I know, I know. ...established that the show is not doing that. I'm really sorry. And I also, I for, Lu- that. for Lulu's arc or journey or whatever, I couldn't figure out what happened in that room to get her there, too, because she was didn't trust Valentine was actually turning this new leaf. So somehow, in that conversation, she turned from, okay, I believe you want to be noble and leave for her own good. I believe you want to be a better person. I now trust you enough to co-parent with our daughter. I don't know. Well, I don't know if it's all of that or if it's what Charlotte said. Oh, that's true. That's a good point. I did call that out and I forgot it might have landed for Lulu. Yeah. She didn't really, we didn't really see her react to it, I guess. Um, okay, so still very curious. I bet more things will happen there. Um, uh, TJ and Christina are talking. TJ's like, does Molly seem like upset to you? And Christina recaps the whole story. It's like TJ keeps forgetting he was kidnapped. Yeah. And kind of beat up. He's just like happy-go-lucky, worried about Molly. And Christina's like, she thought you were... What she thought happened when you ghosted her, what actually happened was even worse. She's kind of shaky. And TJ's like, oh. I mean, he's been worried. He picked up her car. He, he's been saying that this whole time. Yeah. But it's like he keeps forgetting what happened. Yeah, I, I'm not totally clear on who AJ is. I mean, ugh, TJ. Because, um, okay. I mean, so did he have more of a personality before this? Well, okay, so here's the thing. A new actor does not inherently mean a personality transplant, but sometimes it does. And this is like the third actor to play TJ, and he had only come on like shortly before I stopped watching for a while there so I really hadn't seen very much of him until we've been watching and TJ like when TJ TJ was young he was like pretty angry you know he had this issues with his mom and then he had issues with Sean and then um you know he and Molly were a little um Romeo and Juliet-esque because like you know they had some you know teen drama issues and then they grew up they got a little older um they were involved with this whole, like, protest storyline or whatever, so they, were, they had a little bit of, like, fire. And, yeah, this TJ doesn't seem to have a lot of fire. Yeah. I... But, but, the storyline... He, he seems very sweet. He does seem very sweet. But I just... also, the storyline kind of necessitates, right now, him being the kind of, like, dumb but sweet boyfriend in order to set up this whole thing for Molly. Right. So it's kind of, I think... The, the writer's just needing him to be a little dumb in order to, you know, make this happen in terms of Molly's storyline. Yeah. Which, you know, they could have found a better way to do that. And right. Without making him just, you know, be a little sweet, but... I just... I know, I know Molly decided not to tell him, 
but I really want to see how does this person react to being told they someone cheated on them. Right. Would it just be like, oh, oh, she, I can see she must have been very upset. Like, does he get mad? I have no idea. Um, okay, then Molly, okay, Sam leaves the garage, finally. Um, Molly stays. They talk about Sam for a minute. And then Molly's like, yeah, sorry about her. Molly, I'm sure, could guess some of what happened. And then, yeah, sorry about Sam. And Brando's like, yeah, I wouldn't want to get on her bad side. Like, you 3,000% are on her bad side. <laughs> she just yelled at you nonsensically for 20 minutes for no reason. <laughs> she just hates you for no reason. Which is funny because he's working very closely with Sunny yeah. and Jason, presumably. Um, and then Molly's like, for what it's worth, I'm sorry. And Brando's just like, you're some random hookup. Leave me alone. Call off your sister. So I, I, she apologizes as if they had this like whole intense thing, which they didn't. Don't review the footage show. We know they didn't. Don't ever show us that footage again. Um, uh, Carly comes to confront Sasha, sets up for next episode. Nell comes and finds Michael in the park. Is she going to go to Chase's next? Like, she's just, like, checking in on every main character. And then um, Willow shows up at Chase's to pick up her stuff. And he's like, Willow, wait, I have to tell you something. So I, those are very good, three very good setups for Sasha and Carly, Nell and Michael, and Willow and Chase. And I'm so mad that um, I have to work at 5 a.m. every day now because I want to stay up and watch another one. Because I'm, I want to watch all of those continuations, but we can't. So, I'm, like, fully hooked in. Amazing. Yeah. This is, this has gone better than I could have dreamed. <laughs> you keep giving me an out. Every so often, she's like, are you still okay doing this? Do you want to stop? And I'm like, no, I'm on board. I love it. Um, some episodes more on board than others, but. Sure, sure. Definitely on board for this one. We've had a good run, too. I think we've had, like, a few in a row that have been, like, excellent. Mm. Okay. Um, do you want to do a favorite character of the episode? Um, oh, this one's tough. Um, I think my favorite character... I'm mad at how it ended. I was going to say, for the first, for like the middle section when Valentin was like being very sweet with his daughter... It's, this is a parenting thing. He's, like, being a very good, sweet dad. And so, I don't know where Portia is. I miss her. But, like, I definitely gravitate towards the good parents. Parents. He's clearly not a good parent. But he's, like, saying really lovely things to her. Nothing, is he, nothing he's saying to her is a lie or a promise he can't keep. Or, like, he's hitting good notes for me in the midst of the storyline where I want him to get away from her. Mm-hmm. So it's a, a very specific, weird thing. But... I liked a lot of that. I didn't like where it landed with him and Lulu. So I'm going to have to, I think two episodes in a row now, but I just love Finn in this episode so much. He had, I think, less iconic lines in this episode, but he was still very funny. And he also said everything I believe in very strongly about this storyline. Um, so favorite character, definitely Finn. Um Least favorite, 100% is Sam. And I know that's not her fault, and she's written into a weird box. But, like, um, and coupled with the fact that I, like, low-key love Brando. (laughs) um, Maybe high-key love Brando. um, 
I was like, don't, why, why are we being so aggressive? And like, he's just like, he had no idea what was happening. This whole plot line, he's not connected into any of it. It's like it seems he's to be, a non-soap character who has just sort of stumbled yes, into a soap yes. and doesn't know what he's doing. A hundred percent. And I keep talking in that meta way of like, will they start to realize they're in a soap? Can they hear the ominous music? Um, he knows he's in a soap and is very confused by it and is not engaging in the soap behavior at all. Um, it's kind of like that Rebel Wilson movie, Isn't It Romantic? Yeah. Like he just woke up in a soap opera and seems kind of like like wide-eyed, like what's happening around <laughs> me? And it's very good. So I liked Brando a lot. Not quite favorite character of the episode. I liked him a lot. So watching him kind of have to play off Sam was funny, but like this is like they've been feuding for years and it just boiled over was her energy was her energy and brando's like i've never had a girl i hooked up with sister show up the next day and berate me so he's operating a little bit in real world logic i don't know that i love how the valentine thing is being resolved for the moment so i want to see more with that but i'm really excited about the the continuations i know we will get in the next episode You can find Generally Not at a Hospital almost anywhere you listen to podcasts and on Tumblr and Twitter under the name GH Musings. Come say hi. The thing that surprised me the most was when it cut to the hospital scene, I was like, oh, there's there's an actual hospital in this, which sounds dumb, (laughs) but I'd never thought about what the title was for.